Welcome to the Ortho Eval Pal Podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now, for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 155 of the Ortho Eval Pal Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Marquis, and today we are going to be talking about referred pain and radiating pain. We're going to talk about the differences between the two of them, why it is so very important to understand the differences between the two, and I'm also going to give you some examples of radiating pain and referred pain. But if you'd hold just for a moment, we're going to hear a word from our sponsors, and then we'll be right back and we'll get right to it. A good night's sleep is what everybody needs. Fresh rest bedding will keep you comfortable all night. Our advanced textiles and weave wicks moisture and also regulates body temperature. This design, coupled with our all-natural organic antimicrobial, eliminates 99.9% of odor-causing bacteria, as well as dust mites, which are an allergen to many. Because our bedding stays fresh longer, it is eco-friendly, as it only requires washing once a month on average. This bedding is also known for its incredible softness. Our antimicrobial is all-natural and organic. No metals, waxes, chemicals, or nanos. Our sheets will never leach onto or into your skin ever. These sheets are safe for your entire family. Fresh Rest is designed and engineered by Maine Lee Technology Group, based in Wells, Maine, and our sheets are made for the USA. Fresh Rest Bedding is only available for purchase through our e-commerce website by visiting freshrestbedding.com. Once again, that's freshrestbedding.com. Hello and welcome back. So, not only have I've seen patients with referred pain and radiating pain, but I've experienced these two types of pain myself, and I'm sure that at some point in your life, you have experienced it also. So what is the difference between radiating and referred pain? So we're going to start today with radiating pain, just because I think it's a little easier to understand. Okay, And typically, radiating pain, or radicular pain as some people will call it, um, will follow a specific nerve pathway, okay? And we hear this most commonly with people with neck pain and low back pain, where if you have a, a herniated disc in your neck or some nerve root compression in your neck, you'll have pain that goes down into your arm, maybe into the chest, the scapula, down into the fingers, and it follows a particular nerve pattern. Same thing with the low back. You may have you know, an L5, which gives you some pain down into the hip, um, and, and it will continue on down the leg and follow a very specific sciatic pain pattern. And so you can see this in many other areas, but we'll talk about some examples in just a, a little bit. Usually, just a, a little tip to remember, if a person has radiating pain, it typically travels from proximal to distal, okay? So from the elbow to the hand, from the neck to the elbow, from the low back to the knee, low back to the foot. Um, and so it usually follows a specific nerve pattern, and it usually goes from proximal to distal. Now, referred pain. This gets to being a little trickier because referred pain is much more vague and, and so much less defined than radiating pain. And usually what happens is pain that presents in one part of the body may not actually be at the source of the pain. So you will have pain in other areas. 
Um, and, and the reason this happens is because when that pain travels to the spinal cord, goes to your brain, that message gets a little mixed up. It gets very, very technical. But your brain basically interprets your pain as being somewhere else, and it has a hard time identifying where it's coming from. So let me give you a few um, examples of each, and then I'm going to talk to you about an example of a patient that I had with a very interesting presentation. So let's start with radiating pain or radicular pain examples. So the very common, you know, herniated disc in the cervical or lumbar spine causes pain down the arm, pain down the leg. You can have cubital tunnel, so some compression of the ulnar nerve at the elbow, giving you pain down into the fourth and fifth fingers. You can have carpal tunnel with uh, the carpal tunnel compression, giving you pain into the first, second, and third fingers. There, uh, you could have you know, radial tunnel. You can have piriformis syndrome. All of these are compression-type problems on a nerve that give you pain distal from the area that it is compressed. Okay, so those are some some common ones. There are, there are many of them out there, um, but you need to remember that radiating will follow a nerve pattern. Typically, you can oftentimes reproduce it, and um, it's it's quite common and a little more common than referred pain. So let's talk about referred pain. Some of the examples. Well, you have the classic heart attack. You know, the 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 jaw hurts, the left arm hurts. Um, and you might even get some chest pain or chest pressure in the front of the chest. That is the classic. And I, and I say classic because I'm going to give you an example here that was not so classic. Um, you know, a kidney stone will cause you low back pain. Being constipated can cause low back pain. I, I saw a patient one time who had this acute onset of low back pain, and I could not reproduce the pain. I couldn't reproduce it at all in the clinic and come to find out he had been constipated for like five days and his back pain went away once he had a bowel movement. So things like that are, are not terribly uncommon. Um, a gallbladder issue can cause right shoulder discomfort. And I've seen this in patients who come in with, you know, great shoulder range of motion, no pain to resistance, no pain with passive range of motion, but they just had this generalized shoulder discomfort um, and come to find out it was a, a gallbladder issue. And then you have things like hip osteoarthritis. You'll hear this periodically. Somebody will come in and they have a severe osteoarthritis of the hip, but they complain of a generalized knee discomfort or an aching in the knee. Um, that can be a sign of referred pain also. So let me talk to you about this This kind of cool presentation. I mean, it was kind of scary for the patient uh, and something I had never seen before, but I think it's important that you listen to the patient very carefully and you ask the right questions. So I had this gal, she was about 62, 63 years old, and she had seen her provider with cervical spine pain. And um, the pain just wasn't getting better with conservative management, conservative treatment. So um, she had a CT scan and so she's explaining to me that when she had this CT scan, she had quite a bit of discomfort in her neck um, when she got to the area where she was going to have the CT scan done. And then when she was done, um, she had, you know, a lot of discomfort when she got back to her car and she, you know, complained and she's, she's pointing to her neck, the backside of her neck, not one side over the other, and just complaining of cervical spine pain. So she had x-rays done, and the x-rays show that she had very severe arthritis of the cervical spine. So you have to, you know, 
think that maybe she has some foraminal stenosis, some facet joint issues and things like that. So I start to evaluate her. So I do a full cervical spine clearing test and I do her reflexes, her sensation, her distal muscle strength and everything looked great. And I looked at her cervical spine range of motion and actually, you know, for somebody with severe arthritis had better range of motion than I expected and doing the cervical spine range of motion activities did not reproduce her pain one bit. She had a negative Spurling's test. She had a negative cervical spine compression test. She had no change in her um, symptoms, you know, with traction of her neck. She really had very little discomfort while she was there with me, actually, but complained of very severe pain several times a week, sometimes several times a day. And um, so then I went back to, you know, evaluating her shoulders and doing, you know, more orthopedic exam and... I couldn't reproduce anything. So then I I went back to my subjective portion of my exam and I said, okay, you need to tell me a little bit more about when this happened. So besides the CAT scan, when did this last bother you? She said, well, yesterday I went to this store. It was this, this big grocery store and... When I went to pull on the door, my my neck hurt really, really badly. And then so I sat down for a little bit and it got better. And then I started shopping a little and that wasn't too bad. I checked out. And then when I got back to my car, I had a hard time just about when I got to my car and I had a hard time with opening the door and, and doing activities to get myself back into the car. And once I sat for a little bit, it was better. So then I had her get up and I had her walk in the clinic. I said, I just want you to go for a walk for me because this seemed like an exertional type of problem. So I had her walking and at about 100 feet, she said, okay, it's starting now, it's starting now. And then as she got closer to me, she said, it's getting worse, it's getting worse. And um, I sat her down and it relieved. After you know a few minutes, she started to feel better. I said, well, let's go ahead and take that walk again. So she took the walk and she started to develop this discomfort again. And it seemed like the further she walked, the more pain she had in her cervical spine. So I called the provider and I said I was you know really concerned about some sort of a cardiac issue because this seemed to be related to exertion more than anything musculoskeletal. Well, about a month and a half later, I hadn't seen this lady after that visit, and about a month and a half later, she um, came back to our office. She asked the secretaries if I would come out front and uh, would talk to her, and and she just ran up to me and gave me this huge hug, and um, she said, "I think you saved my life." She said, "I I had a I was having a heart attack, and if it wasn't for you recognizing it, then I probably would have been in trouble somewhere had I walked too far or gone too far somewhere, um, and I would have been in some serious trouble." So. Interestingly enough, this has happened on several occasions since I have seen this lady. So it's something to, you know, be aware of. You need to think about, you know, where is this pain coming from? Why are they having it? And another example of referred pain is if a person has pain in an area and you palpate it and you cannot make it worse by palpating it, then you need to be suspecting that it is coming from another area. And so always keep that in the back of your mind when you're having a difficult time maybe with some of your musculoskeletal exams and something just doesn't fit the bill. Um, Think about referred pain and radiating pain and that the pain may be coming from another area. So folks, 
Um, I know this was a quick one today. I hope that you uh, you uh, learned a little bit from the content that we brought you. I really enjoyed doing this. And please let me know, you know, send me an email about what your unusual patient scenarios are regarding re- referred pain and uh, radiating pain. I'd love to hear them and maybe we talk about them at some point uh, in the show. Be sure to check out our show notes and go to our links especially our YouTube channel. Uh, We've had a lot of growth there lately. I get tons and tons of questions and comments about different orthopedic problems. And one of the things you may want to try, um, if you're curious about an orthopedic problem, go to YouTube or go to Google, write down that orthopedic problem or type it it out. Let's say it's carpal tunnel syndrome and uh, put Palmar key next to it or ortho eval pal and it'll populate right to my YouTube channel and or to the podcast show. There are many podcasts that we have done before this um, that a lot of people have not heard yet. So make sure you check those out. And if you have a topic of interest, go ahead and put it in there, plug in my name and um, it should pop up. If you do get to our YouTube channel and you enjoy the uh, channel, make sure you subscribe, give us a thumbs up. Uh, If you uh, like the videos, I would really appreciate that. And again, folks, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate your time and take care. We hope you've enjoyed the show. For some more awesome content, go to orthoevalpal.com. Can't wait to see you there.